Hi, and welcome to Figure of Speech, a new program from WRBH, where every week you can meet local poets and fiction writers from the New Orleans community and listen to them share their work. This episode, we welcome on poet Kelly Harris. Hi, my name is Kelly Harris. I am a poet living in New Orleans, and it is my pleasure to read some poetry for you today. The themes that I'll try to cover in my reading for this time are themes of uh, womanhood, African-American identity, uh, New Orleans, and motherhood. So I hope you enjoy. My first poem is entitled Contraction and Labor Chant. And I wish I would have wrote this before I had my daughter and went into labor, but the inspiration came after giving birth. And here we go. I am, I am. I am, I am. God's creation creating. This is my assignment. Replenish love with love. I am, I am. Womb of all greatness, God's co-creator, spirit of ancient time, purpose divine, purpose fulfilled. I am, I am, sorority of all mothers, ancestors and living. They welcome me, welcome. I am, I am, prepared for all I do not know, prepared for all I do not know, prepared for all I do not know. I am, I am. Pain is a promise. Change and release. Change and release. Whatever I need, I call it down. I am. I am. The gift and the gifted. Home is my universe. I am. I am. Complete and content. I begin again. Knowing what I knew when I swam in the dark. Miracle. I am. I am connected to all I need. I take nothing without commitment. I take nothing without commitment. I am my will. I will my will. I am. I am more than biology, more than gender. I am. I am God's intention ancestral mission i speak my authority love patient survival i am i am the one that i've been waiting for the one that i've been waiting for when called i answer i am i answer god when called i am i answer my god when called i am i am i am i am i am i am ready <laughs> I took a lot of Lamaze classes, and that poem was inspired by that. Although I took Lamaze classes, that all went out the window when <laughs> I was in labor and the pain was coming. My next poem is called It's a Girl. And when I was pregnant, uh, people would ask me, uh, what are you having? And if at times when we would say it's a girl, people would um, give their condolences to my husband and pat him on the back and say, oh, you got to you got to get a boy now. You got to still work to get a boy. And so this poem is called 
it's a girl. It's a girl. So hands pat her father's back to comfort him. A girl disappoints a man's dreams. A man's seed needs to be a boy. To carry the last name, take to games. It's cheaper than bowls and pink and dresses and getting knocked up. They tell me every man wants one. Gotta have a son to be young again. Go fishing, get dirty, flex muscles. Men can straighten a boy faster than a boy crazy girl. Poor dad has to explain why his why is a girl instead. Imagine your dad secretly sad that a girl is his first flag in the earth. And it's the women too with wives' tales for making boys and satisfied men. Hurry and deliver that man a boy, they say, as if I am a vending machine giving the wrong soda, as if I should return this girl like a shirt or a toaster and pop out a different ball of human. It's not his ball, my daughter cries on the playground. It's not his balls women hold so dearly in the dark. Why should we mothers do all the carrying, our daughters all the crying? Why should we live like apologies at the feet of men who can never be God? When she starts dating... A poem for Naomi. Tell him you have a father who knows all his secrets, who told the same lies before he was born. Tell him you were twirled on a dance floor and treated to pretty things and kissed every day before the day he ever came and that you saw love in your living room and it always sounded like music. Tell him what you saw from the lovers that raised you. Tell him you already know what love looks like. So uh, my next poem is called Naomi in New Orleans. And it's I'm going to share my manuscript. I'm hoping to make it a children's book. My daughter loves New Orleans and the culture, and she's a second liner. Oh, gosh. And um, when that music, when she hears that music, it is on and popping for her. And so as a mom, I'm always trying to teach her about life. Even though she's young, she's five. I find it to be my duty to not just ensure that she's educated in a classroom, But I always tell her that the world is your classroom. You learn everywhere that you go. And so this is hopefully one day will be a children's book poem. It's called Naomi in New Orleans. 
I was born in the Big Easy, where the good times roll, where my first steps had a beat in my feet, red beans on my spoon to eat. I eat big things with my small hands, lick my fingers and beignets. Mommy wipes all the powder off my face. Peeling crawfish is tricky. Snowballs are sticky and sweet. New Orleans is the place where everyone loves to eat. I'm a baby and a baby, born new in a historic place where culture is king and a royal cake. Here comes the parade. It's Mardi Gras day. Floats in the street, bands and beads. My daddy puts me on his shoulders so I can see. Dancing in the second line, feet work, feet work. Wave my handkerchief, strut and twirl my umbrella. Decorated with lots of color, glitter, and feathers. I may be five, but I'm a culture baby. I see the streetcars and sit on porches where mamas drink sweet tea. Hey, look at me, performing too on Jazz Fest Kids stage. Go Naomi, go Naomi. Shh. The Mardi Gras Indians are coming, chanting and dancing, won't bow down, don't know how. Hey, where's my tambourine? I play it when the choir sings. I'm the girl with the flower dress and ruffle socks swing in the pews. Sundays after church, we go to Congo Square. There's always African drumming there. The spirit of my ancestors hug me in the wind. Funga lafia, ashe, ashe. Funga lafia. Ashe, ashe. On the way home, I read the street signs. Conti and Claiborne, Aretho Castle, Haley Boulevard, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Yes, I'm a learner on the go. There is so much to see. Born in the culture, New Orleans is the place where I love to be. Beautiful New Orleans. Beautiful. Me. I'm going to do a poem for the Sandy Hook children. It was recently the anniversary of that school shooting, and I thought that I would read this poem in memory of those children in uh, Newtown and um, children of of all school shootings we can make our world safer I believe that and we have to for the sake of our children and this is called December 14th the day the Lord made God tucked the children into dark suffered the children to suffer in the harvest of their brightest days left us with the cowboys who want more constitution in our coffins. What love sat behind the desk when the lonely raised its hand? Was it our conceited faith? We've been awakened before and called ourselves Americans as if the hell we make has a different name. 
but we're all trembling now. Schoolyard smoke has us coughing to our knees, our hands raised like a white flag, our shame folded in prayer. This next poem is called Monuments. And certainly we've had our talks and discussions and debates and disagreements about monuments in the city of New Orleans. And so I thought that I would read this poem. Because what we see, we believe. What we believe, we legislate. What we legislate, we affirm. What we affirm makes weaponry. What we defend becomes religion. What becomes religion makes us killers. What kills makes history. History makes admiration. We salute what we remember. What we remember, we romanticize. What we romanticize, we idolize. What we idolize, we turn into stone. Stone becomes statues. Statues are not gods. Speaking of statues, my next poem is called Bronze. And it is for the actress Hattie McDaniel, who was the first African-American to win an Oscar. And I wrote this poem imagining what it must have been like to play or to have to play limited roles in Hollywood and in movies and to be at the intersection of wanting to have better representation of your people, but also needing to earn an income and to have to make the decision to decide to make a step, hopefully would one day open the door for others. And certainly she did that. And so this poem is called Bronze for Hattie McDaniel. I ain't the first to make black choices with my black body. What's a colored woman to do except tie an apron round her world? Cook with charm, be the dancing meat on the bone sliding across white eyes. I act what I know without knowing if gardenias will last. I am not the elephant in the room. Ain't that progress? To be the breast and not the brute. Laughed at without the lash. 
I am a maid with a mouth. Movies be the best kitchen for my hands. I stir bowls blindfolded, yes. But I will not stir the risks in the race pot. I am colored with choices. The dark feels right. Buys me distance from hard eyes and pressured progress. Show me the stage to paradise and I'd go. If our loveliest Lena satin pillows would catch my fall. But I am the dark script, muted in the front and back of nowhere. My next poem is for Serena Williams, the tennis player, who recently had her wedding in New Orleans. And this poem is, or was inspired by the controversy at the time of, I think it was Sports Illustrated, was naming its Sports Person of the Year. And the debate was between whether Serena or the horse American Pharaoh should be named Sports Person of the Year. And so I was troubled by this public comparison between a woman and a horse. And so I wrote this poem called How Fast Must She Run? And it's an attempt to race racism. And I took some time and studied racehorse announcing to try to figure out a way to get into this poem and to do it justice. So I hope you enjoy. It's called How Fast Must She Run for Serena Williams. And they're off. America ahead, Serena on the outside, American Pharaoh, a horse, of course, four feet versus two. The grandstand sips bourbon in seersuckers and straw hats, fanning the heat of Southern memory when it was only them, plantation, only country cub, always bet on the pleasure of beating, breeding, horses, slaves, slap skin into speed, watch cotton grow, pick, picnic, pick a antebellum ring ring such an american pedigree white men get free rise chase black tail serena in neon muscular and mouthy grunting normal human sounds compton who taught her to keep pace with french tongues crowd anticipates poor unexpected black serena more egyptian than horse serena still on the outside again never crowned american pharaoh giddy up giddy up giddy up like police mounting black bodies on pavement how fast must she run between horse and manure how fast must she run between history and manure how fast must she run between net and noose she is a she hair and bees an abacus on her shoulders counting the burden of winning counting the danger of excellence america's has a firm lead is a safe bet all the race cards checked ready cash in what stallions america makes 
breaks them is to break away for America in France, always animal-like, always Serena, the speed of a thousand feet of gold closing. This is history, history making black women less than animal. The only way to be heard is to growl, slam Serena more than skins distance away. She's gaining more distance to go, gaining more distance to go. America, more distance to go. Serena running, running more distance to go, closing in more distance to go. America, more distance to go. Serena running, 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 running. My last poem is called Plant Freedom. And this poem was a part of the National Parks reading commemoration that was in New Orleans in 2016. The event was held at the Ashe Cultural Arts Center on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City. And um, it's an homage to my grandparents who were sharecroppers in Arkansas, and they left the family 160 acres of farmland. And um, every time that I read or achieve something in life, I'm always sure to internally, even if I never say it publicly, to thank my grandparents for their great sacrifice and for leaving uh, my family such a rich history. So um, this poem is called Plant Freedom. My grandmother used to hum, tap her foot to calm her rage, put us between her legs, map the world in our hair, sharecropped and died happy in a two-bedroom shack house, 11 children, a kitchen full of mason jars, cast iron skillets, and southern remedies. I want to be sane like her. I want to be wise inside this asylum that tightens the backs of the black and brown, sterilizes us in the womb, calls it law, slaughters us between legislation and bullets, uses the Constitution to reload on us. I want to be sane while living in this earth that is breached and bleeding, our flesh frail and fearful of the next breaking news, the next Orlando, the next Charleston, the next Sandy Hook, the next Henry Glover. We got first world problems and I am over overcoming. I know I'm too young to be tired, but this oppression is old and evil, addictive. America is a junkie. She needs that smoke, that lynched body smoke. It's addictive. America needs that hit, that hit of brutality. It's addictive. It needs whiteness up its nose. Addictive power, addictive power is never equal. Addictive power is so addictive. I am prepared to be freedom. I want to thank you for listening. Um, 
My last poem is an homage to my grandparents who were sharecroppers in Arkansas. And they left the family 160 acres of farmland. And often my grandparents were cheated out of money and um, were often um, terrorized. I, my uncle has a brother that never came home once they assumed that he was lynched and the family is still yet to know what happened to my uncle's brother and my uncle, my great uncle, I guess that would be. Um, so this poem is called Plant Freedom. It was a part of the National Parks commemoration uh, celebration that was held in New Orleans 2016. And um, this poem was a part of that reading. It's called Plant Freedom. My grandmother used to hum tap her foot to calm her rage put us between her legs map the world in our hair sharecropped and died happy in a two-bedroom shack house 11 children a kitchen full of mason jars cast iron skillets and southern remedies i want to be sane like her i want to be wise inside this asylum that tightens the backs of black and brown sterilizes us in the womb and calls it law slaughters us between legislation and bullets and uses the constitution to reload on us i want to be sane while living in this earth that is breached and bleeding our flesh frail and fearful of the next breaking news the next orlando the next charleston the next Sandy Hook, the next Henry Glover. We got first world problems and I am over overcoming. I know I am too young to be tired. But this oppression is old and evil, addictive. America is a junkie. She needs that smoke, that lynched body smoke. It's addictive. America needs that hit, that hit of brutality. It's addictive. It needs whiteness up its nose. Addictive power. Addictive power is never equal. Addictive power is so addictive that we think we want power. But what we really want is freedom. Freedom without climbing walls. Freedom to be born. Freedom from oil. Freedom to eat more than scraps. Freedom of language. Free of Republican. Free of Democrat. Free to be human without decision makers. Freedom to be lovers. Freedom to be black boy, black girl. Freedom to be president without wanting the country back. Freedom to sit here like Rosa. Freedom to be prepared for freedom because freedom is not a love story.
I am prepared to be widowed and weeping with babies strapped to my back while walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Freedom is not a love story. Ask Betty, Coretta, Winnie, Murley, if their lover's blood ever dries. Ask the mothers of four little girls how to carry a dead daughter. Ask the ancestors what it costs to be free. Ask them to show their thorns and pricked hands. Ask yourself if you can plant this world new. Thank you for listening. That was local poet Kelly Harris, and you've been listening to Figure of Speech, a new community poetry and writing program from WRBH. Tune in Saturdays at 3 p.m. and every Monday at 9 p.m. for more great New Orleans writing. Thanks for listening.